0: Attempt number three. Attempt number three works? Oh, does it? <laughs> All, All right. right. So let's get this started. All right. Hi. Right. What up, what up, what up, what up, everybody? It's your boy, Jamal, a.k.a. Jay a.k.a. J-Rock King, a.k.a. the founder of Don't Call Me Snickers. I am joined here today by... Uh,
1: Jalen, but I guess the internet will soon know me as waste the four, maybe the third wheel, something like that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all
0: right. Well, you guys know how this goes. We, uh, we asked a couple questions, getting in each other's heads, trying to see what's going on. Um, yeah, so today we're going to be talking about, um, mostly body positivity, but. Also, um, depression will be in there, so just a little forewarning for those in. Okay, well, let's start with mm-hmm. the first question: Uh, how do you feel about body positivity for um, bigger people? And I'll let you go
1: first on this one, Dalen. Uh, well, I think this ties back in, to another question I had. Uh, the original. Body positivity movement uh, was about people who had deformities, like things you can't change about yourself, like uh, albino people, people who had like you know lost limbs in tragic ways, people who are born with deficiencies. And so I think it's really important to be inclusive people of in those groups because there's nothing they can do, right? And it's not their fault that they look the way they do. And it's a body positivity is supposed to be like you know we are all equal under because we're all human you know mm-hmm. um i think it's a little bit different when you talk about body positivity in the way that like someone who's obese is because there is so uh, it's not it's not like you still should of course love yourself but i think that they, they love themselves in with a movement they had no part of being in positivity so okay I
0: feel like um, with body positivity, I think, like, cause, like you said, it was originally for um, people with deformities, but I feel like now it's shifted into an area where it's like for big people, because, mm. um, like me, as uh, as with those who have seen me, <laughs> I am not the skinniest person, <laughs> but I I still feel like I'm confident within myself. And I feel like there's a point where it's like, okay, if it becomes a health problem, then it becomes more like, okay, we should probably um, do something to make sure you live longer. Now, if you want to stay there, I'm all for dudes. You want, you know, I can't force you to do anything. So with that, I say, um, when it comes to body positivity, I feel like if you're, if you're happy within yourself and what you're doing is making you happy... I say go for it. I mean, of course, other people, because, like, I've had people tell me, like, hey, you know, you should probably, you know, go on a diet, or you should probably work out, or you should probably do this time, the third. And they could just be concerned for me, or they could just, you know, be a dick. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) um, I feel like it's just coming from a place of who, who you are within yourself. Like if if you're okay with being a big person, I say don't change. Do what you gotta do, bro. <laughs> like
1: mm-hmm. it's your life. I
0: like, you. I'm not. Bo- you're not bothering me by being a big person. So, but at the same time, if it, if it starts becoming a health problem, then of course people are gonna want the best for you to say, hey, you know, you should probably do this, you know, so you don't die sooner.
1: Yeah, we but, have. Huh? We. we... I feel like in in America today we have like an extremely individualistic uh, view of things. It's like every man for themselves in the way that, what I do in no way should affect what you do. Mm-hmm. It's it's why it's okay to be like you know sexually explorative and it's okay to be massively obese and all kind of stuff is like, you know uh, every every man for themselves so to speak. I think that's 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 good. Sometimes there's a flaw in that in that people who break off from the norm, they want to feel accepted and included and so then they, then they begin to advertise, like the body positivity movement uh, begins to advertise that it's okay and that it's not jeopardizing your health to be overweight and then people who are like that have kids they reproduce, they feed into the next generation that it's okay to be like that and then you have what's happening in America, it's been happening for the last 50 years, a huge obesity epidemic, like just completely defies all logic as to why it's it's this bad over here. And it's just because we have, we have access to a lot of resources and we have no self-control. There's no shame, which is a word we'll bring up later today. Um, but yeah.
0: Okay. And with that, I say, um...
1: Yeah, because
0: we are, aren't we, like, the biggest out of everybody?
1: I don't, uh, there's, like, some, uh, oh, there's some islanders somewhere that, like, their diet consists of, like, really fatty with rice and grains and like that, and they're all really fat, even more than we are. But We're in, like, the top 10%, mm. and we're, like, probably the unhealthiest country, because even in, like, places where they're fatter, they don't necessarily eat the same amount of just pure junk that we do. Like True. for our, for the, the amount of medicine we have, our life expectancy is extremely low for the amount of resources we have at hand. So like a, a country with our medical resources, we should be living like, you know, uh, ten years longer on average than we really are because of so what we eat. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, because
0: we do be having like what 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 what's it called? Fried Oreos and fried <laughs> ice cream and yeah, everything fried. Everything's a lot of fried mm-hmm. things going on and yeah and and like like i'm saying like, like all i'm saying is like it's okay to indulge like once or twice but to have that thing like constantly that's not okay mm-hmm. but then again like i said if you if you're all for you know like doing that to your body and you want to um just keep on doing that like i like like you said it's, it's more of um Every man for himself kind of mentality that's been going on, and that's and it's starting to um, bleed into like the next generation. Mm-hmm. And um, for me, I think it's it's okay and it's not okay because it's okay when it comes to the point of like individualism and you learning how to be okay with yourself. It's not okay when it comes to your health because when it comes to your health it starts to um affect others around you and when it affects others around you it starts to affect people around them and then it's like a a domino effect but i feel like i'm a firm believer in do what you want because it's your body type deal
1: yeah i feel like now we're getting into a territory and it's like at what point does your to do your freedoms affect others lives and at what point is that not okay like if like if you're becoming overweight and it's affecting my life, like, should you stop, should you stop doing the thing that's making you overweight purely because it affects me too? Or like, should that be like a a consideration that you have Or, or like do people who get like that not care in the first place? I don't really think that because like, it's just, we're individualistic in so many ways here. Like even when it comes to marriage, our super high divorce rates, we have so many single parents out here and everybody knows that a child is uh, more successful, more likely to have a successful life if they're raised by a two-parent household. But mm-hmm. people will continue to get divorced when they have kids because of their own selfish desires, right? Yeah. And it's like, that's just how we live over here. And it's like, well, if we can, if first of all, we can't really expect people to have that consideration for their family members you know when they die at 35 from being obese when they don't have that same consideration for their own kids mm. so yeah it's like um, it's like oh well food is an addictive product it's like extremely addictive and it's like well oh, yeah people who already people who are already there their their needs they have to want it for themselves there's no way that you know they can see that they're hurting especially like you know like maybe if they're not extremely close with you, you know it's like, oh, well, you're you just have to soak it up, man. <laughs> that's just how it's going to be. So, but yeah, that's I mean that's how I see it. People have to want that kind of change for themselves, and as long as society is telling you that it's okay, nobody, less and less people are going to take that journey, and more and more people are going to die as a consequence from it. But that's Darwinism, you know. That's natural selection. That's finest.
0: So. And the thing is, like... Dang. I, I straight up forgot what I was going to say. That's crazy. Was, <laughs> it was going be something like... It was something along the lines of... um, Dang. I, I straight up forgot. It's okay. We'll go to the next one. <laughs> because I Because I had it in my head. And then it just kind of, like, just disappeared from me. <laughs> okay. So, we're going to go to the next question. Um, Why do you... Think depression is so popular now than it was before, and when I say popular, I mean it's gone to the point of people want to be depressed, or uh, well, not people, um, younger generations want to be depressed, um, like like it's like it's an okay thing, and I've seen this you know face to face, like I've met people who are like, oh, I'm depressed. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, well, what are you doing about it? And they're like. Oh nothing you know I'm gonna just sit here and be depressed And I'm like well how do, what? You do you how talk how what do you think about that I'm like, I'm like how, how do you just want to sit here and be depressed? If you were really depressed, you wouldn't want to be depressed <laughs> It's mm-hmm. not a fun feeling as, as someone whos, who's had who has depression it's not a good feeling to be depressed. It is terrible. You barely want to get out of bed in the morning and when you don't want to get out of bed in the morning you start to like it starts to affect your body. Because you don't want to do things that keeps you healthy, like you don't want to start working out anymore, you don't want to start um, taking showers, you don't want to start doing your own hygiene, you don't want to start eating, you don't want to do nothing. So, like, mm-hmm. it's not okay to be depressed. And I keep seeing like these, <laughs> I keep seeing these children <laughs> coming out of nowhere talking about, yeah. oh, I'm depressed. Like, okay, like, like I said, I I understand if you're depressed. That's cool. I mean, I mean, it's not cool. <laughs> if, if you're depressed, that's one thing, you know. And you're dealing with it, dealing with it the way you deal with it. That's okay, you know. I'm all for, you know, trying to better yourself in a way that only you can understand. That's cool. Do what you gotta do, bro. But um, don't fake depression, because it really pisses me off <laughs> when I see mm-hmm. it, and I'm just like, okay, so now I have to fight you. Because you're basically making fun of um, people who have depression, who actually go through these things, who have a reasonable reason to be depressed, and you're just you just don't care. <laughs> you're just going along with the trend as if it's okay.
1: Mm, there's a there's a lot of sides. This is like an eight sided coin we're talking about here, my brother. So. Uh, the first part of depression is that, well, people denied its existence for so long. Uh, I mean, like mental illness was so rarely diagnosed up until the 21st century. It was just laughable. Like you could suffer from schizophrenia and you were lumped into a group that, of just crazy people. Uh, people who suffer from depression were just lumped into just dysfunctional people, lazy people, you know, because it partly affects the depression that it makes you unmotivated. So like you were just called lazy sad pitiful and you know people like the recovery from that uh as as an effort to recover from the shame i think americans a, a little bit feel from denying his existence for so long they're going a little bit over overboard and that no one is allowed to question the validity of your statement and like on one hand why would you you know someone who says they have depression it's not necessarily upon me to be like, mm, I don't know, you don't seem like it, because a lot of people, you know, you don't have to seem like it to, to, to have it. True. But yeah. on the other hand, the people, like, you you can't question if somebody has it, but the people who do, people who are faking it, or using it for attention to some sort of, you know, government check, or any, any sort of benefits, they're invalidating the, the issues that people who really do have it have. And it's like, the one evil is seen and one is not so the people that are the people the people who are devaluing the struggles that other depressed people truly go through you really don't see that you know like um you don't see it as in like it's not something that you can physically see like yeah when when uh when it's happening it's not something that's going to personally affect you a lot of the time it's not an evil you can see it's more like a systemic problem right yeah, but, like- If someone says they have depression and you doubt them to their face that that you're automatically a dick. But I would argue the greater evil is the systemic one, but only one of them is actually only the latter is something that is observable. And so you're a dick for it. I just Mm -hmm. think. Uh, there's a lot of things that go into it. Depression is like, a, it's, it's a chemical imbalance. It's something that obviously you should get diagnosed for. And I don't really think that people have like, unless they're like your boss, your employer, or some doctor, I don't think it's important to disclose the information that you have depression, unless you're dating them, right? Like if yeah. it's going to affect your relationship, then go ahead. But like, if it's like, you know, if, if, if you're expressing yourself in that way, like, I mean, with, like, a school or whatever, right? I mean, high school kids are dicks. You gotta expect that people are gonna be like, eh. <laughs> you know? Basically, yeah. Yeah, uh, there's also the problem that uh, white people, this is all of them, like, they commercialize depression with a whole emo thing. Like, literally, like, they built companies off of black lipstick, eyeliner, fingernail polish for all people and commercialized depression. Like, it was a it was a movement. It was a group you could be in, which was emo. And then that, that got lumped in with depressed people, but really that was just how they were expressing themselves. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, your your self-expression is kind of invalidating a serious issue that other people have. But if I call you out for it, I'm probably the asshole. So yeah. You know. <laughs> like and that's that's terrible. Like you, you shouldn't be allowed to commercialize mental illness like that. Imagine that's what's happening on TikTok. People with all these mental illnesses saying they see have different personalities or schizophrenic Tourette's they're commercializing in the way that they're making money off of it and advertising the illness and then kids watch it and kids well our kids mind is so impressionable that if they've used something enough whether or not they were born with symptoms of that thing they will act it out until they can't stop acting it out there was like um, doctors are reporting extremely high rates of split personality syndrome around the United States, and it's all TikTok. Like The only thing that connects these kids is the fact they all have TikTok accounts. Just ten times more cases. And that's because a a kid's mind is so impressionable. You put that stuff in front of them, real or fake, they can't tell the difference. And then they're just like, oh, that's that's me. No, it's not you. But they can't tell. And it's not... So, I don't I don't think you, I don't think those things should be advertised I don't think they should be stigmatized like people should look down on you for having them but I, I think that just knowing how impressionable kids are people who have uh, people who are mentally divergent I, you know keep it to yourself uh, if you if you find a way to make money off of it make money off of it on an adult platform mm. so yeah that's, not, that's
0: and I believe is. like um when it comes to mental health, I, mean, I I personally believe that, like, if you do make money off of it, that's cool. You know, give back into the research, of course, of of your illness, because with that you're helping other people who with the same illness as you. Like, mm-hmm. like if we if we promote, um, like, let's just say, because the suicide awareness month was that this month. Uh, oh,
1: suicide was that awareness. Right was, that was- September, I think.
0: September, yeah, it was last month. September, October, yeah, okay. I don't know my money. <laughs> but um, yeah, so mm-hmm. no, it was last month. And like having stuff like that is important because with that, you show like, hey, you know, you're mm-hmm. not alone. You know, you have people that care about you, stuff like that. So I thought like those those type of things are important to have, and to make money off of them. Like unless it's like a nonprofit that's making money doing research, then, then I don't think they should be making money off of like stuff like that. Like unless, like you said, unless like like that individual just trying to make um, themselves laugh at their situation. That's different because that that can be a way of coping. But if you if you don't have it. And you're doing it on a platform where there's children, or you're faking it. Scratch that. I'm gonna be blunt. You're faking it mm. on an app where there's children who are very impressionable and that can um, pick up on those things. Mm. And then you start, then you start to make them feel like, oh, maybe I have this. When really it's a very serious issue that can affect, yeah, um, their lives in the future.
1: It's like an, I can do that too. And it's like, well, it's it's actually a lot harder to fake something that's authentic. Than it is to fake something that's fake. So whether or not these kids know that it's fake, the fact that they're, the fact that the fact that it's affecting them, just proves how many fakes that there are out there. Because if they felt that this thing was authentic and that the, the, the creator had done their due diligence to make sure they know that this is a mental disorder and in no way is this uh, any sort of act, then they wouldn't be trying to, uh, you know push this into like into themselves they wouldn't be internalizing it so much and you know it's not really the kid's fault that they're impressionable they're not even probably doing it on purpose that's just how a kid's brain works it's like monkey see monkey do and they until a certain like age of accountability you really don't have that much control of what you do because you don't think that much until probably like you're 13 right (laughs) It's like well yeah, that's just that's just how that works. You can't you can't expose people like that to children. That's why I mean, if if you're not allowed to let your less than thirteen year old kid watch sex, then keep people who have severe mental disorders, smokers, people who have alcoholic problems, people who overeat, all of that away from him too. It's just as bad.
0: <laughs> and I feel like um, at a certain point, it just becomes a matter of fact of. What you expose your children to, because, like I said, like Laurel, like you said, it's hard to detect when somebody's not really that thing, because it's not a physical thing that you can see. You know, because there's some really good actors out there, <laughs> some really good actors out there that um that that go on this little thing. Like, oh, I have this. But in actuality, they're like, "Oh, well, if I have this, I have more people that don't care about me." And then they said, and I actually, I've done my research on this. Um, I forgot what it's called, <laughs> but <laughs> I've done my
1: research. But I forgot what it's called. <laughs> it's called.
0: It's like fallacy. Something. It's when somebody fakes a mental illness, um, uh-huh. which is actually a mental illness, <laughs> because uh uh-huh. So it's, it's actually. It's weird. It's like it's like you have the, it's like you have one, but it's not the one that you think you got. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that's, that's that's kind of funny. Yeah, I mean it's uh, terrible because,
0: you know you have this thing,
1: but oh, uh, like that's almost like a that's almost like a personality. Did you include the question about the personality disorders on
0: here? I did not.
1: Oh, uh, that's like like well, okay, I'll touch on that later, but like. I, th- I think personality disorders are kind of funny. All right, what's the next question, though?
0: <laughs> this is kind of funny? Uh, uh,
1: I mean, if, I, if you want me to touch him, I can touch him now. We can just... Yeah, can but just, say, let's just, let's it
0: just rope it all in. Yeah, let's talk about it.
1: All right. So uh, the thing about personality disorders is, like, um, when you talk about somebody who has a mental illness, you say they suffer from schizophrenia. They suffer from depression. They suffer from fucking all this other shit, right? Uh, when you talk about someone with a personality disorder, he's like that guy is a narcissistic asshole. Like narcissism is a real personality disorder. Like yeah. it really, all it is is just you're you're basically a self-absorbed, but it comes up as you're an asshole. But because you're outwardly expressing your personality disorder, something you cannot help, and it's affecting other people negatively, it's okay to insult them with what they are. It's like, if I called you a schizophrenic asshole and you're a schizophrenic, like that's fucking cancelable. <laughs> <laughs> like, But if you call someone a narcissistic bastard, it's like, well, I mean, even if there are narcissists, it's like, whatever. And it's like, also personality disorders, not nearly as commercialized or diagnosed because no one wants to admit they have a problem with something as intrinsic as their personality. Uh It's like when you have a flaw, a flaw that someone can see, like, or a mental disorder, like someone's ugly or someone has Down syndrome, you're like, oh, but they have a great personality. They're still loving and caring. But admitting that there's a flaw in your personality is so irredeemable. Like that's, that's the foundation that your entire soul is built off of. And I have disorder in that. That's like, um, (laughs) it's just like, it's just like, there's no coming back from that, man. you got a scar where it really counts. And no one wants to admit that's where it really counts, but uh, you're kind of screwed. But people who have personality disorders are often highly functional because people who are narcissists are self-absorbed and which means they're always doing self-work, which means they're a lot of them are billionaires. You know, a lot of billionaires, billionaires, people who just people who just love to have people on their asshole. Actors, a lot of actors have narcissistic personality disorder. That's just the name of the game, right there. I'm like, if you want to, like, the 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 occupation where you receive the most rewards and uh, recognition for your job is acting. So, if you have narcissistic personality disorder, that's the perfect job for you. And I guarantee, a lot of them are there. But a lot of people just don't want to admit that it's, it's not. It's having personality disorder is worse than having a uh, mental disorder, and it's very, it's, it's not treated as often because there's just fewer people willing to admit it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, well, like, I feel like I mean, being a narcissist and having a mental disorder. Well, I mean being Narcissism, you said narcissism was a mental disorder. mm
1: Hmm.
0: Okay. So with that, I feel like it's
1: oh, it's a personality disorder. It's a
0: personality day. disorder. Okay. So when it comes to personality disorders, um, and I don't feel like it's it's fair to say that one's more important than the other. Um, and I don't feel like it's a it's it's like well this trumps this because this one affects you more because everything affects everybody differently. So mm-hmm. a person with schizophrenia can have going on what's going on with them, but they don't feel like it's as bad as somebody with, um, what's it called? Parkinson's disease or something like that. But that's like a physical one. Um, I, I'm trying to think of one. Um, but someone with depression. They probably, probably uh-huh. somebody with depression is worse off than them. But like I said, it's a person-by-person person basis. Because each person, it affects each person differently. You know, they have the same symptoms, but it affects their mental differently. So somebody Mm -hmm. with depression may not uh, want to do anything. They have a lack of motivation. But somebody with schizophrenia may just get out of bed and just hear the voices and see what they're seeing. And they're just like, well, this is another day of my life. (laughs) And they just have to deal with that.
1: They just
0: so, keep pushing, yeah. So <laughs> it, like, like I say, like even with narcissism, narcissism and most a lot of, of people are narcissistic because they feel as though, like, hey, I got all this money, I'm great, and and <laughs> even without the money, they're still just like, hey, I'm that nigga, <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: regardless. And then I feel like I feel like some people need to have that a little bit, not to the full extent of, you know, oh, you all are below me fault peasants but i mean as of like um hey i love myself to the point where it's like i don't care what anybody says about me i don't care what anybody thinks about me i find narcissism Mm -hmm. is health in in a healthy doses of narcissism
1: is good for me yeah that's not narcissism though narcissism by definition it can't be healthy if you have a healthy dose of it that's just confidence you know well then never mind then
0: yeah you're right yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like a nothing is greater than the other a lot of things affect the outward world more so like a schizophrenic is obviously easier diagnosed because you can you can see you can't see the problem like through their eyes but you can see how it affects them yeah Uh, a narcissist is like well a narcissist first of all they don't admit flaws in themselves anyways you know Mm -hmm. so it's like how how are they going to get diagnosed with something where they don't see a flaw in themselves it's like, there's plenty of personality disorders, right? And a lot of them are like, I mean, being too empathetic to other people is a personality disorder. It's really? like on the opposite end of the nost- Yeah, it's called being an empath. And no one describes being an empath as, you know, you have a personality disorder, but it's, it's 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 a disorder. You're not supposed to be, everything is good in healthy amounts. And if you're too much of anything, even empathetic, you fall short, you uh, you know, sacrificing your own survival for other people, which anything that gets in the way of your own survival, technically by a biological standpoint, is a disorder or, you know, some sort of deficiency.
0: I got to work on that. (laughs) Nah, like, I'm I'm just serious. Because, like, there'll be times where, like, and my dad has even said this to me. He was like, you're too nice. Because, like, I would give somebody... Like, 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 if I, like, like let's just say I had twenty dollars in my pocket and I'm gonna use that twenty to get food. There will be something in me to be like, "Hey, if you don't give this man your twenty bucks, you're a failure." <laughs> so, like, I would have, and I would legit, like, have to give it to them, or else I would feel bad for like the rest of the like month. <laughs> so maybe that's something I gotta talk to my therapist about. Maybe I gotta figure that one out. But um,
1: <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's not. That's, that's no good. Especially if you're broke. I mean,
0: yeah. <laughs> about
1: this. You to be don't have it.
0: any money. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, uh, right. You can What's afford it. A all
0: right. All right. Um, do you believe in plus size models? I'm gonna go first on this one because anyone who knows me knows I love big women. Mm-hmm. Um. I love plus size models, and that's just because of my personal um, attraction to them. And, mm-hmm. I, and I know, I know it's not really um, what's it called popular, because I know a lot of guys like the ideal woman—the one with the big breasts, small hips. Um, or is it big hips? I don't know. I'm not uh, Yeah, hips. it's big hips, big yeah, breasts, big hips, big, big butt, breasts, big bite, small stomach type stuff. Yeah. Uh, me, I'll get all big. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, it's like the bigger the better. <laughs> and and I guess it's just because of my viewpoint, even and they say, Well, it's just because you're big. No. Cause even when I was skinny. I was still looking for the biggest <laughs> girl I could find. Like, <laughs> like, I was not driven on it. Like, I had a whole debate with my family. Well, not my family. But I had a whole debate with this person about it. And I was like, hey, I like big women. They're like, what about their health? And I was like, if they're healthy, because you can't be big and healthy. That is definitely possible. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I i just have a preference for big women. They're like, well, what about, what who they don't live as long as you? As long as they're happy doing what they're doing, <laughs> I'm happy doing what I'm doing. We happy together. I'm straight, <laughs> like, and like. He was like, "Well, that just shows you don't care about that person." Like, no, it just shows that I care about their happiness. Because, like, 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 I said, if if it comes to a point where it's like killing them, then I will. I'll talk to him, but hey, is this something that you want to keep doing because this is starting to affect your health? Like, we both go to the doctor and it says, hey, if you want to have a kid, you got to lose weight. And and I go to her and I say, hey, you still want to have this kid? Because if you do, you will have to lose weight. And I'm not going to force her to do anything. If she don't want to lose weight, I'm not forcing her to lose weight. Mm -hmm. Because I wouldn't want anyone forcing me to lose weight. I'm forcing myself to lose weight, but that's just because of my own stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. But when it comes to like plus size models, I feel like they can they if they want to show off their bodies um, and show that hey, I'm okay with my body the way it is. I feel like, that's okay. Now, when I know people are like, well, what about the kids? Like yeah, I mean, I feel like it doesn't promote obesity or it doesn't promote um just being big for no reason. I think it promotes being happy with who you are. Mm-hmm. But that's just my personal thing in my head.
1: Okay. Um, I I, I think that being a plus is not always oh it's a bit different from like the exposure to mental disorders when it comes to kids. Right. Because we have to understand the, the way that articles and magazines and all these places that who hire models, where they make their money is through clicks and buys at the magazine. All right. And what gets them clicks and buys the magazine is a beautiful woman, or they can use shock factor. Right. So if you see a, a big woman, um, you know, uh, on front of, of, front of a front magazine, that'll be clicked on more or bought more than a magazine with a traditionally like a beautiful woman. There's also a very big difference between uh, morbidly obese models, like 350 plus and plus size models. I think plus size models deserve, like they they need to exist because, uh, you know, they're within the, that range, there is health at every size. If you're not over 200, if you're not over like 300 pounds, you're healthy enough, right? Like if people are attracted to you, if you're still an attractive person and you're being hired for the right reasons, then, you know, you. if you want to make a modeling career, go make a modeling career, right? As long mm-hmm. as there's people, I mean, the, the companies don't actually care about hiring plus size people. They just want more clicks. That's why they're starting to use obese models to shock factor people into buying more magazines and getting them to click on stuff. There, I mean, there's been like, True plus size models, like you know, women in like the two to two hundred and fifty uh, weight range for a long time. And That's plus size. Yes, considered plus size. No, because okay. uh, I'm yeah, I, I'm good. When I say plus size models, I'm talking about people who are above two hundred pounds, less than three hundred. Okay,
0: so 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 uh, so educate me real quick. So um, so morbidly obese is considered three hundred and up
1: mm Hmm.
0: Okay. Uh.
1: So that's like, and we have. There's some magazines like the the like the 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 model Tess Holiday. I don't know if you've heard of her. Maybe no. Uh, maybe but uh, she's a she's a morbidly obese model, and she's really she's really famous for the body positivity, health at every size thing. And at at so you can be healthy within a certain range, right? If you are eating, if you have a balanced diet, right, and you're eating uh, everything you need, you're getting in all your vitamins. You're just overeating. You can gain fat, and you can be 250 pounds if you have a balanced. Like a balanced diet. I don't know how you would, right, if you're eating. If you have like a uh, an eating disorder, maybe, right. But if you're a normal person who's eating a balanced diet. You're not going to gain weight even if you overeat, or even if you try to overeat, because your body is going to stimulate you to feel full as soon as it gets all the vitamins and nutrients you need. So there's no there's not really any reason for you to overeat if you're eating properly. But there are people that just like food, right? And you, know, you can overeat on a balanced diet. The the problem comes in is when you're advertising that it's okay to eat whatever you want and in doing that become overweight because there's two, there's two things when it comes to health, one more important than the other. Well, when it comes to food anyways, there's what you eat, there's how much you eat, what you eat is 10 times more important than how much you eat. Like no matter like what you eat is, is everything. What you eat is the difference between living and dying. What you eat is the difference between dying at 35 and dying at 75 or 90. So if you if you're denying yourself, you know, grains, grains, uh, grains, grains, uh, important proteins, stuff like that, you will not simply will not live as long. And if you're flooding your body with sugar, destroying your liver, destroying your kidneys, destroying like your stomach lining with a bunch of carbonated drinks, you simply will not live as long, right? And the thing that these the thing that Tesla specifically is advertising. Is not that you can be overweight and eat correctly. It's that you can be healthy and eat whatever you want. That simply is not the definition of health. That simply is just a fallacy. You cannot be healthy and eat whatever you want, however much you want of it. Even if there's there's potential, you can eat a tray of Oreos a day and lose weight, technically because you're having less net calories than you burn. Oreos, uh, like a tray of Oreos may only have like 1,500 calories. You may burn 2,300 calories in a day. You'll lose like a pound or maybe two pounds a week. You will not be considered healthy because you're missing so much of the vitamins you need from other foods. You're getting everything you... uh, You're only giving your body the calories. Your body needs so much more from food than calories. It's it's ridiculous. So after uh, a month of that, You're gonna feel tired, lethargic, you're gonna feel like shit. You're gonna probably feel even more depressed. After a year of that, the first thing to go is your eyesight. You're gonna you're gonna start, you know, you're gonna need glasses, you're gonna, you're gonna have bad senses, you're gonna feel like even shittier. Let's people who have there's there's people who are skinny as all hell, not skinny necessarily, but they're in a appropriate BMI range, normal BMI range. Um, they eat like shit and they go blind. They're not overeating. They're just not eating what they need to eat. They're not eating their greens. They're not getting their proteins. They're eating bread, chips, ramen noodles, and they're eating enough of it to fill themselves, but not enough to make them fat. And they are far from healthy. Health has has nothing to do with weight, but only so far as you take it into what you eat health has everything to do with weight when you come out how much you eat typically it um well not uh, it's the reverse. what you eat is more important than how much you eat so if there's uh so technically someone being overweight is not telling of their health technically but today's day and age if you see an overweight person like 99.9% of overweight people are not eating whole foods dude they're not. They're not cooking at home, making their teriyaki vegetables. They're not. They're in the McDonald's drive-thru. Right. And so that's, that's technically an overgeneralization, but it's also a true one, because if it wasn't a true one, then these higher rates of uh, cancers, liver damage, kidney damage, stomach lining damage, all of these deadly the diseases that happen in, in obese people wouldn't be higher in them than it is in normal, than it is in normal people in normal ages, right? If they were both eating all they were supposed to eat, getting their vitamins in, then obese people would not be dying at an increased rate from all of these diseases. And so we know looking at the facts and observing them as they are and not taking our personal advice into effect that people who typically overeat are overeating on the wrong thing. And so if I look at you and you're 300 pounds, and my first thought is that you're unhealthy, I'm not necessarily wrong for thinking that. <laughs> you know? And so when uh, it's not necessarily people being on the front page of these articles and these magazines, the problem, right? The real problem comes into when you go to their personal pages, like their Instagrams of these models, and you see how they got 300 pounds plus. Then when that infects a kid's mind, it's like, oh, well, it's okay if I eat this and look like this because all society is telling them is that it's like you can be beautiful at any size. And for a lot of people, that's not true, right? But someone's going to find you attractive at any size. And when you take out the beauty part of survivability, right, when you say that no matter what you look like, someone will like you. That, it shouldn't be as important as it is, but it's very important to influencing a young mind to act correctly. It's extremely divisive in that 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 person who desires affection knows that if they mistreat their body and they have little self-control, they will miss out on the, the affection they desire. Because if you don't tell them that, then they will do as they please, and people who do as they please don't live long, and people who do as they please spread false ideas to the next generation. That's mm. why we're here.
0: Well, I mean, personally, and and I'm, I'm pretty sure this is it because I'm biased. Uh, I, I hope I'm not biased when I say it. <laughs> And I forgot, yo. What is going no! on? No, <laughs> I promise you. Like I don't know what. It is. No, I don't know what it is. It's like because I'm just talking points, and like out of nowhere, I was just like, "Oh, you want to remember that?" <laughs> no, uh, no. <laughs> I gotta get that looked at. That's not safe.
1: <laughs> no, dude. But I think
0: I think um. I think, I, golly! I think I was gonna say something along the lines of, um, um, when it comes to um, advertising um, plus size models and stuff like that, like you said, I don't believe that's the problem. I believe that everything has has to happen in moderation. So if you're eating like a whole bunch of food, at least have in moderation of like because my dad uh it was my dad and my doctor somebody talked to me <laughs> talked to me this person on lines of um if you just stop eating that causes you to um gain more weight because when you start eating again it just causes you to uh it holds on to the fat so hmm. with that like cuz cuz you know I I've I've tried to lose weight like multiple different ways um, <laughs> like, I've tried to lose weight by, like, just stop eating entirely. And it, and it kind of worked for a while. Um, but at the end of the day, it just caused me to gain more weight. Um, I I worked out. And now in high school, you know in high school, your boy was on the football field. Your boy was kind of – your boy's calves are like rocks, okay? You know? <laughs> I was out there. You know, I still got the rock-hard calves, though. You know, I'm not going to lie they They're still there. Um, but I just now started getting back into the gym and just the experience of like how much harder it is for me to do it now, I'm just like, yo, I I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like I was like I don't I don't want to ever feel like this again like I don't wanna I don't like feeling weak um but there's a lot of big people that are actually pretty strong. So mm-hmm. it's, it's not to say that um that big people are weak. Or that they're lazy, or that they're ugly, or that they're any of these things. Because that's not true at all. I've met a lot of big people who are beautiful, who are strong, who are fast. And it's crazy how fast they are. Well, not big, yeah. but the, the <laughs> people that I've met that are big and that are fast, I'm just like, golly. But I feel like it just comes down to the point of like um, moderation. Just having everything in moderation. I feel like that's very important. Golly, we almost out for time. All right, let's move to the next topic. All right, and this is gonna be the last topic. Um, do you believe shame is an effective tool in controlling behavior in society? And I'll let you go first on this one.
1: So I go first on the last one. Uh, technically, yes. Technically, no. Uh, I'll speak in favor. So, like. A lot of people, uh, shame is divisive. It's mostly used by the church, right? Um, Mostly used by religions to, like, people will shun you, shame you, if they find out that you did something that, you know, they don't approve of, right? On one hand, that doesn't improve the situation. You're only alienating a person who already feels bad, well, who, you know, now feels bad for what they did, um, and instead of being inclusive and trying to spread the word of, you know, how you believe you're excluding people who don't see the world as you see fit. But shame has been important. And we see that as shame goes down, rates of certain things go up. So uh, I'm not speaking in, in the defense of this necessarily. Uh, I'm just using it as an example uh people who are sexually divergent like being transgender being gay as become less stigmatized more people who identify with that group have increased now that where that becomes vitally ill is when you're talking about overweight people if you tell people that it's okay to be what they are then less people will feel you know like they need to change when uh, now like it's not and anecdotally if someone shames you today like if someone calls you fat at the walmart it doesn't make you want to go home and work out depending on what kind of person you are I, like i've spoken to females females say a lot of the time, like 90 percent of females say like people shaming you for what you look like your appearance like overweightness does not motivate them to look any better but for males it's a bit of a different story like half of males you like you know if you're if you're called fat by someone, that, that it just depends on what kind what kind of person you are, that can motivate certain people, mo- uh, typically men, to make a change. And I'm not saying that's that's really a good thing, but I'm saying it's it, it has power. And back in the 1950s, now I'm not saying I like 1950s because I'm black, but 1950s. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, back in the 1950s, you know, you it was, it was shamed, even if you were white and obese, if you didn't have – I mean, even if you had money, like, it was – it wasn't like – if you had money, obviously you could circumvent anything with money. But if you had, like – if you were just overweight and didn't have enough money to justify being overweight, it was hard, especially – oh, especially females – I'm not saying the beauty standards were that women were subjected to were fair. I'm saying it kept them slim and healthy for longer. I'm saying it made and over over time we went against that and we were like, actually, this is okay, this is okay, and this is okay. Um, and I'm not I'm not encouraging the far extreme either. I'm sure there were plenty of anorexic people back in the 1950s.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I'm sure there were. But uh, it's like it's like a, like a pick your poison situation. I'm not because that was that was clearly too much shame, right? But nowadays, when we have almost no shame with anything that we do, it's just as bad. So I think a little bit of shame goes a long ways when controlling how society views certain actions. Like if lying wasn't uh, shame to do, then more people would do it. If it wasn't looked down upon to fucking rape people. Then rapists would be out here because, like, the catch rate—the catch rate for a one-time rapist is so low. Like, dude, like it's—it's it's insane. Like, uh, that's a whole—that's a whole other topic. Basically, police counties are not catching rapists, and they never really happen because of how rape kits work. Oh. If it wasn't terrible and looked down upon to do such a thing, there'd be a lot more rapists out here because people know that you know, fucking people aren't going to catch them when it happens 90% of the time. And so the reason it's not happening is because they were taught that it's not okay to do that. You know, It's just a different form of shame. Yeah. Yeah. you know.
0: I feel like shame, like you said, it's kind of like a pick your poison. Only because in some aspects, shame is good. Like predators. <laughs> mm-hmm. back, back in the day, you married a 13-year-old girl. It was cool. Mm -hmm. like like medieval times and type stuff, like the younger you are when you get married, I guess the better, which was extremely weird, but I guess that's just what was okay at the time. But as time progresses and we shamed them, hey, stop marrying these young little girls, that's weird.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's a whole different topic I can get into, but yeah.
0: Yeah, like, and, and it's just like what's okay at the time. Like, with the whole weight thing, when you shame little girls, um back then, um, probably not medieval time, probably like, like you said, like nineteen fifties, nineteen sixties, they would resort to smoking cigarettes because that would make them um I guess skinnier and throw up more type stuff. They would force themselves to throw up and which cause yeah. yeah. So it it's it's like a it's weird because shame has also caused a lot of people to promote themselves to do better. Like, some people like me. Like, well, not like me. I got shamed and I just started fighting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how dare you? <laughs> Come to me and talk to me like this. But I know, I've know i seen other people who've got shame for for something. And they're like, okay, well, since you want to do that, I'm going to show you that I'm better with this, that, and third or whatever kind of anime character arc they're going through. Yeah. But... Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's it's weird because sometimes it's okay. Oh, I don't even want to say it's okay because you shouldn't be shaming anybody for anything unless mm-hmm. it's like something like drastic, like like unless pedophile.
1: it's what society mm-hmm. views as wrong.
0: Yeah, because like and like like I said, like the society That's views okay. things that were wrong now they weren't wrong back in the day.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's kind of like. Like, killing somebody in the street. Like, now, it's like, hey, you shouldn't be doing that. Medieval times, you can challenge anybody to a duel and just be like, hey, bro, square up. Like,
1: Well, that's like, mostly because of force. Uh, like, I mean, like, I think it's, it's always been wrong to kill someone, right? But it is mostly, like, if you challenge somebody to, a, street, to a, a fight in the middle of the street, they had laws to protect you. Like, if they accepted the duel, then there was no rep- it, there was no reprimand because they accepted it, and also there were fewer police officers, like just knights in general, because it's way more dangerous. Because everyone's in the same playing field, you know. Yeah. Like we're walking in here with swords, niggas, niggas gonna <laughs> die sword, if you come right? at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, really, the only the only people that were protectors back then, like people who protect the king, that's the only time that it was like there Were police officers, so to speak, was when the king or royalty was involved, people who had private bodyguards,
0: yeah. And also, um, when it comes to like the church, um, the church shames a lot, <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: that's like, their main like, weapon, huh? It's the main thing they do, it's the main weapon,
0: yeah. They they like shame, me, like, hey, you believe this, shame on you, you're going to hell. <laughs> it's like, whoa, I'm seven. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like they 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 have that power in their hands. They abuse it.
1: Now, I'm not saying mm. that for
0: all churches, because I've been to some churches where they just don't do that. They don't believe in the whole "oh, you believe this, or, oh, you're thinking this way." No. <laughs> so it, it just depends. Like everything depends, because <laughs> like everything's not really linear. It's, it's like some aspects is like much higher than others. But, mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I believe
0: that's all the time we have.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, we ran up the time, we ran up the clock a little bit, didn't we? Yeah. Um, all right. So this. Well, I had a good part time part talking one. with you. I had oh, a yeah, good time course, talking man. with you.
0: So, so, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be part one. I'll be posting part two, um, the following <laughs> week. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Jalen, for joining me today. Yeah, no problem. all right well thank you guys everybody again for listening please go ahead and share with your friends um and yeah thank you guys for everything bye